Welcome back to another episode of Love Yours Podcast. It is your host, Aurora Tracy. And if you are a new listener, welcome. I am so happy you're here. And welcome to the space where we are learning to cherish our own journeys through sharing the highs and lows and connecting on our experiences. Let's get into it. All right. Finally, we're doing a check-in this week. I know last week's episode was more of an oversharing session. It was an oversharing session, actually. So instead of doing a catch-up and kind of what I've been up to, I just chatted about what was on my brain, what was on my mental. So this week, I got to catch you up. Last weekend was probably the most hallmark weekend I've had since living in Nyack. Not to gloat, but it was so fun. So I have this, I got this new part-time job at this little shop across the street. It's called Saffron Trading Company. And I've learned they've been around for like over 14 years, but they sell, oh my gosh, anything from kitchenware to candles to soaps to jewelries to clothing to mugs to pillows to furniture it's like all these indie brands that are really like carefully crafted and sourced and so neat you can always find something you don't need in that store and I love it and I get bored on the weekends and want some extra cash obviously who doesn't like more money so I saw they were hiring part-time I was like obviously I'm doing it I'm there anyway (laughs) and I had my first shift on the 20th four-hour shift the small 12 to 4 no big deal It was so much fun. I used to work retail in high school. Backstory, I even was an assistant manager at one point when I was 18. So I was literally closing Rue 21, the Rue 21 in our mall. Yeah, crazy. I don't think it's there anymore. (laughs) I have some crazy experiences from that. But anyway, so retail is nothing new to me. I wasn't stressed about that. I was just so excited to get out and socialize and be around people that are shopping for what I enjoy shopping for. And honestly, my shift consisted of pricing out jewelry, cleaning down the jewelry cabinets, wiping down the candles and like dusting. And maybe that doesn't sound fun to you. I was also helping the rush and people shop and connecting with the customers. I, it just comes so naturally to me. And I really enjoy, I really enjoy it, making people's day too. But the cleaning was so therapeutic. I mean, I was basically window shopping the entire time, you know, and I got to do it at my own slow pace, just check out everything in the store. It was a great time. So if you're thinking about just picking up some part-time job to kill some hours, make some money, do so at a place that you already frequent a lot. That's probably a local store. It'll probably be under the table. Straight cash. And you will not regret it. I is the best four hours I had <laughs> on a Saturday in a while. Maybe. But anyway, and now as you know, I've been doing quilting. So I had to finish my quilting square so I, that way I could keep up with the class. And so right after quilt, no, right after Saffron, I popped back across the street because it's literally across the street, grabbed my quilting stuff and then went two doors down to the quilting shop and was there for like an hour and a half with the owner and the other quilting ladies and they're just gossiping about the day, making their coffee. It just feels like home. It literally feels like I'm hanging out with family, just doing my thing, quilting. I did get caught up and it was so fun. And then I I think I came home probably around six o'clock and then got to my like nighttime evening routine, you know, like 
self-care, food, whatever it is I want to do. But I felt so accomplished and energized from being out and socializing. And it was funny, though, because I was able to do this all on one block. I just, I don't know, my mind was blown. And then that was only Saturday. And then Sunday, I went down into Manhattan to visit my bestie Emma and her boyfriend Sam. They live um, in East Harlem near Central Park. And so it was a little brisk this day, but you know we still went on that walk because even though it was brisk, the sun was out. I love, love, love snow and there's still snow on the ground. So I got some nice pictures of that. But really, the time was such a chill Sunday with them. It was what my soul needed. I mean, we just chillaxed. We played Mario Kart and they have all of the roads unlocked. So we were hitting the OG Rainbow Road from the Wii era. If you know, you freaking know the nostalgia was hitting. We placed first, second and third. Of course, of course, we were all G's on the OG Rainbow Road. It was it was great. We were vibing. And then we got pizza and snacks, played some Uno. But it was like a new version where you can like flip the deck and then you have to, I don't know, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. I don't know the name of it, but fun stuff. Just good old friend time, filling up that social cup. <sighs> Much love for you, Chica and Sam. Love you guys. And I'm so happy anytime I get to hang out with them. So if there's one thing you take away from this... It is do the dang things that make you happy. <laughs> now, I did make it home in time for the Bills game on the 21st. Um, yep, I'm depressed. And that's all I have to say on that. <laughs> Looking up next year. I am actually, okay, one more thing. I'm so mad about Patrick Mahomes. Be I just, I don't want to see him anymore. I don't, I don't, I don't want to see it. But I will say, I didn't, you know, now we're okay now we're getting into football because fun fact I actually really do enjoy watching football I have for a very long time I've mentioned the Bills on here multiple times diehard Bills fan since birth <laughs> in the womb and I do I play fantasy football I've won twice one of them my work league actually I won in my work league twice so that was pretty big money um regardless I didn't have a preference for Lions or 49ers I enjoy watching them both play. I think I would have been happy to see either of them. I do think I was leaning a little bit more towards the Lions. But I really just didn't want to see Mahomes. But I have to say, when they weren't playing the Bills, it was much more interesting to watch the Chiefs play. I don't want to admit it, but they are, they are, they are good. They're clean. The mistakes are minimal. And I don't know why they're our kryptonite when we beat them earlier in the season. Oh, it's okay. It's an open, it's an open wound still. It's an open wound still. <laughs> so yeah, obviously I watched the Bills game. L, it's fine. This weekend though was more errand focused and it was really nice though. I got to just do some errands on my own. My boyfriend had a job on Saturday with working in a kitchen. Um, he's a chef. It's not like it's like working in some random kitchen. That made that sound so weird. <laughs> um, so I had the day to do my errands and I actually vlogged a little bit of that and I'm hoping to maybe edit it. I want to build up my personal brand more because I think that's super important. Like obviously I have this podcast and I've really been working on the branding and consistency and the mission and like my purpose for this. But I think it's also important since it's connected to me <laughs> to build up my personal brand. So that way you, you guys know I'm just not talking shit. <laughs> I am who I say I am and some more about like 
more like real life clips of me, you know, I'm talking about all these scenarios that I refer to on my podcast. So maybe I'll share some more of those. That's the kind of idea with that on my own, like YouTube and social media, not the podcast one, because I debated for a while whether I should keep them separate or together. And I think I'm coming to the decision on separate, but like interconnecting, you know, because if you want to follow along in the podcast and it resonates, then you will. But if you like me and my other content, then you don't have to see the podcast stuff. I don't know. It just makes sense in my head. So Sunday was household chores and football again. Obviously, I just talked about that. Um, I wanted to mention I've started a new tradition. I saw this online right before the new year to get a jar and write down something good on a piece of paper that happened to you each week of the new year. And then on New Year's Eve, you open the jar and read through all the good things that happened that year. And I've been sticking to that. I know it's literally only the end of January, but... I'm excited I've been remembering and I'm excited, I don't know, to see the end of the year and read them and I hope I stick with it. So maybe it's not too late to start something like that. It's only the end of January, so you definitely remember some things that have happened. Start a jar now, write in some good things. And plus it's a nice thing to do on, I do it every Sunday and it's a nice thing to look back on the week and be like, oh, okay, what was one good thing or one good memory or maybe a few things. Sometimes I write down a few. It is what it is. So I think we're up to speed now. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Besides some other personal things, but I'm going to talk about that in today's episode. Before that, though, you know we're hitting our weekly favorites. This week, I wanted to mention my favorite perfume, YSL Libre. Now, this is a more high-end perfume, and I know that, but I got it. Almost a year ago today, it was I was coming home from Sweden. I got the airport duty free. You know the deal. <laughs> and I still have a little less than half left. Yeah, it's over there in my rack. So I was looking at it. Um, a little less than half left, and it's so good. It's so good and warm and oh, honestly, I don't even know how to describe it. Look it up for an accurate description. But that is like my signature scent. But I especially love it in the winter months. I think because it has like a warmer scent to it (laughs) it makes more sense I do still wear it for nice occasions during the summer but I like more like fresh florally scents in the summer I feel like that makes more sense maybe some citrus so I'm loving that right now and then peppermint tea is next on my favorites list this is just something I've started drinking recently I'm like I said last episode on my wellness grind I want to take care of my body so I've been drinking teas to help supplement in my daily life. So chamomile before bed, ginger and lemon to help with digestion, and peppermint tea, look it up. It has a lot, long list of benefits, and I'm sure it can vary per person, but it tastes delicious and can help with anything from headaches to indigestion and the whole nine yards, and I kind of have all of that mixed together. (laughs) So why the heck wouldn't I give it a shot and it tastes delicious, like I said. So peppermint tea. Now this last one on my favorites list, kind of going to make me seem like a nerd, but I love it. I don't care. I've started watching the anime My Hero Academia. My Hero Academia. I think I said it right. (laughs) I'm obsessed. It's so, so good. Now, I like 
I like anime. I've watched Naruto a few times. Um, that is the one that got me into it. And Demon Slayer, also fire, and other ones I've watched as well. We have Funimation, so once we finish one, we're like, all right, what's nice? <laughs> but My Hero Academia, I actually got into so fast. I feel like some anime, I have to watch a few episodes, and then I'm hooked. Um, or maybe the first season, or skip the filler, like if you know what filler is. Um, but no, this one I was I was hooked from the beginning. I'm loving where the story goes. They do not hold back. There is no chill. It is action, like jaw on the floor, like every episode. I'm like, yo, they did not. They did not just go there. They did. They will go there. <laughs> so if you're looking for something, you like anime, or if you want to try something new, definitely give it a check out. It's addicting, and the episodes are short. I mean, it's typical for anime, so it's not something like you have to commit to a 40-minute episode. If you're just looking for something quick to watch while you're eating, it's really easy to bust out a few episodes. I'm enjoying that. Okay, we're caught up, and those are my favorites. So now, what you've been waiting for, let's get into this week's topic, navigating quarter-life challenges. From your fellow 24, soon-to-be 25 in May. Let's talk about what the hell is going on, what challenges come up during this period of our lives, some common struggles and milestones faced by this time period. Honestly, I feel like anywhere from 18 to 27, you come across these challenges and struggles. And I want to talk about a few of them. I think I've been struggling with a number of these recently. I know others have to some degree and I think it's really helpful to get some perspective from other people that are going through similar things or have already um, and kind of help bring it back down and relax remind you that it'll all be okay so let's get into it Okay, so I put up a poll on Instagram and I narrowed it down to six topics that I wanted to cover when it comes to common struggles at the quarter of your life. (laughs) All right, so starting off with respecting your own time. I chose this one purposely to start off with because it is, to me, so important and I think also kind of trickles down into other struggles that you have if this isn't met. So respecting your own time involves honestly having healthy boundaries in many aspects of your life. And the reason it's important is because if you feel or if you don't know how to respect your own time, people are going to disrespect that as a result because you're not learning to set those boundaries. An easy example of this is our cell phones. I've talked about before how I am not always the fastest person to respond back. Some days I am if I'm just in the mindset, some days I'm not. And I had to learn to voice this boundary of mine when it comes to like my time on my phone and know that just because my phone is accessible doesn't mean I need to be accessible to everyone all the time. Especially if I'm at work or if I'm busy or even if I'm not. If I'm just at home relaxing and I want to be unplugged and I need to go on my phone to maybe research something, like not communicating with people, it is okay to put that on pause. It's okay 
to not communicate and respect your time and know your limits with this. Especially when it comes to your relationships, setting that tone. Hey, listen, you're important to me. I do respect this relationship. I want to hang out with you or I want to chat about this. Could we maybe do it 30 minutes or I need a rain check. I'm feeling X, Y, Z today. Just communicate, over communicate, but start with respecting your own time. Have, have priorities, have things that are going on, you know, and this doesn't mean like force, (laughs) force things to be important in your life. But if you have work, you know, you need to intend to, if you have chores, you need to get done. If you need to go to the gym, get grocery shopping, you know, that's, if it's important to you and it needs to be done, like respect that. Don't be bending that just to meet the needs of other people 24 seven. Obviously, do what you feel is best. But as a people pleaser, this is something I had to teach myself and not feel guilty about because then I would get upset at others if I felt they were disrespecting my time. But it was partly because I was allowing it. I wasn't setting those boundaries. And now this isn't to put the blame on the other like other person entirely or even me entirely. It's It comes down to a compilation, a mixture of things. But the big one is really knowing what's important to you. You have to know what's important to you in order to then respect your time. Making sure you're filling your buckets, whether it's your creative bucket. This is how I refer, this is how I think of it in my brain. I have my creative bucket, which is like my hobbies, my my creative outlets. Then you have your career bucket, your financial income, you know, and then you have your relationships, personal, and then your friendships maybe, and then whatever it is to you. Exercising, like getting getting active making sure you know it's important to you, whatever your priorities are, whatever your buckets are, whatever feels right for you, respect the time you need to fulfill those things because you will just be happier. Listen, I understand growing up in a digital age where we've had technology at our fingertips, we've grown with it, and feeling, having maybe a guilt around not being accessible 24-7 or it's hard to create those boundaries. It is, but you will feel such a sense of relief once you are confident in knowing what's important to you, being able to set aside time from that and respecting your time and not allowing that to be used up in ways that are important to you. And then that would cause resentment towards people or situations or whatever it is. Know it's important to you (laughs) is is really what I want to say. And this is something I think about quite frequently when it comes to my hobbies and my career, which I'm going to get into as well. I'm constantly sitting with myself journaling. Journaling helps with this a lot. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because sometimes it just takes time. You just need to take time to figure yourself out. If you don't know what's important to you or if you're like, mm, maybe I'm not sure how to answer that. I wouldn't really know what to say right away. That's okay. I, <laughs> I didn't either. I just took some time to sit with myself in multiple different occasions and think what makes me happy, what do I like to do, how can I make it happen, how can I carve out more time for for that. And whether that's maybe journaling or doing some research or getting inspiration from other creators that you really connect with, that's the beauty to me of being connected is getting inspiration and motivation from like-minded individuals at our fingertips. That is the beauty of having the technology. Like, use it to your advantage. Just work on implementing healthy boundaries. 
So that way you can respect your own time. And when you respect your own time, others will as well. And you'll be happy for both parties, all parties. (laughs) Okay, now next on my list is actually a quote that I did see on social media. Don't know who it was by, but when I read this, oh my gosh, it hit me. And I feel like this encompasses... (laughs) the root of a lot of problems I've had the past honestly few years but really ever since like I don't even know like I said 18 to 20 ish until now people can only understand us at the depths in which they have met themselves I'll repeat it again people can only understand us at the depths in which they have met themselves meaning don't force people to understand you what's meant to be will be you will spend a lot of energy and a lot of time if all you do is focusing on trying to get people to understand you but if maybe I just word it this way they'll change their perspective and they'll understand me no as much as that may make sense in your head just think of that quote if they're if they are not on the same playing field as you when it comes to maybe awareness or emotional intellect you're not going to make it happen <laughs> in a conversation okay you need to be confident in yourself and know that even if you're understood that doesn't change who you are if it is meant to be a connection if they are meant to understand you they will they will if it's meant to be But sometimes they're not at that level yet. Sometimes they haven't done the work to even understand themselves. So they couldn't even comprehend what you are saying. And now I know this is speaking in very broad terms. This concept can be hard to narrow down to like one specific event. But just think to all those times where you feel like so misunderstood and it's getting upset because this has definitely happened to me where I'm like, no, you're misunderstanding the whole situation. Like this was how I was feeling. This was my motivation you know not how you how you took it and if they're not hearing that you I know I know you want to die on that hill of getting your point across but honestly I don't want to say it's a waste of your energy because I understand like I've been there and miscommunication and misunderstanding is the root of a lot of not even fights but it's at the root of a lot of struggles it's at the root of a lot of struggles for people it's important to know when enough is enough you've said your piece you need to be confident in you and just know that not everyone is where you at where you are at mentally they're not in your brain you can't be in theirs it's a tough pill to swallow but i think a lot of weight is like lifted off your chest off your shoulders at least it was for me once you accept this hard truth because you will meet people that are easy to connect with they understand what you're saying you know you speak the same language per se (laughs) and then it'll click then you'll realize this is what it means if it's meant to be it'll be don't force them to understand you just keep being you authentically you be true to yourself respect your time and what's meant to be will gravitate towards you and you'll be so much more happy because of it because you're not trying to force these relationships or conversations with people that aren't connecting with you it's okay it's human 
and that's honestly life <laughs> so my next little bit of advice that i wanted to touch on is finding a routine that works for you now i decided to include this one because i think it's especially relevant for those that are transitioning from college to full-time career or honestly just after graduating in general and getting into the real world i think back all the time about my productivity and my balance of life while i was in college and it was so much better than it is now <laughs> i'm not even gonna sugarcoat like i had my obviously my classes were down grades were great my social life was up i was getting in the gym every single day i was going after my hobbies and involved in campus and doing things with my friends and I don't know how, but I just juggled it all so seamlessly, I feel like. And I also had part-time jobs, so I had a little bit of cash flow. And I've, I felt like I was at my peak productivity, to be honest. And I think that is something I've personally struggled with transitioning from college to a full-time job is finding my routine, finding a balance and being consistent with it because I know consistency is key. It's been proven time and time again, whether it's in the gym or when it comes to learning, building new habits. Consistency is what's going to win. And I've been struggling. So I think, or what I found is routine is really important but it needs to fit your lifestyle and a great place to start building a routine that fits your lifestyle is to look at your goals what's important to you what are you looking to achieve or what do you want to maintain and then the steps you need to get there so for me maybe a new goal of mine is going to be more active but I share a car and the gym is 20 minutes away. So maybe setting a goal of going to the gym every day at six in the morning is an option or setting a goal at lunchtime. But the thing is, I have to think logistically when it's gonna make the most sense. You know, I'm sharing a car, am I, am I, am I a morning person or am I an evening person, you know? These are all these types of questions you need to ask yourself. and. I don't really have the answer yet for myself because, again, in college, I would go to the gym at midnight. I had Planet Fitness and it was open 24 hours. I'd get done with my shift waitressing and then go work out. Like, I don't know where this energy was coming from. But I do think maybe part of what's playing into my issue personally is working from home because I don't leave the house during the day. And I think being out and already, like at my job, out of the house, it was so much easier to go to the gym. So that's definitely a big factor in it. But my point to building a routine that works for you is looking at all these factors and being realistic with yourself, know what your goals are, where you want to be, and then you can set an action plan. Because I think back onto those times where I was seemingly at peak operation. <laughs> my consistency was there. I was hitting all my buckets, like I mentioned before. And it's just different. It is just different. And no one really prepared me for that struggle because I hadn't struggled with it before. 
And I didn't get any sort of notice that that was just going to go out the window, that a full-time job really just kind of fricks everything up. <laughs> Not scaring anybody. There are a lot of people who thrive and do well at this. But the reason why I come back to routine is because when I'm watching those girlies that are thriving in their corporate lives, but also in their social lives and fitness lives and all, all aspects of their lives... I'm watching their videos and they have a routine down that works for them, that they enjoy. And I want to be that. (laughs) So I am currently working on that. And one of them, a way that I'm doing it is waking up earlier. That's just the first step. I know that because I work from home and I work till 6 p.m., the hours after work go by so fast, first of all. So I was like, listen, I need some more time in the beginning of the day to get some more stuff done because realistically, I just can't fit in everything in the evening. It ain't happening because some days I just want to relax too. Some days I just want to eat and watch My Hero Academia, for example. (laughs) No, but for real. So I started waking up earlier right now. Waking up at 7 a.m. is getting easy for me. Now, again, to you, that may be like nothing. To some people, it's hard. What I noticed here is, like, my boyfriend was trying to get us to get up at, like, 6 a.m., going from 8 o'clock to 6 a.m. I was like, dude, we're just going to snooze. Like, let's be fucking for real. Like, that alarm is going to go off. You're not going to wake up. You're going to keep snoring. I'm going to get fed up and yell at Alexa to turn off. And then we're going to wake up at 8 like we always do. (laughs) So instead of, you know, going through that routine, we're going to skip that. We're going to set a realistic goal And just try to get up 15, 20, 20 minutes earlier every day. And now, lo and behold, now we're waking up at 7 way easier already. And it's only been, I don't know, maybe a week. It it really doesn't seem like that long. Just training our bodies. And that's just one example of how I'm building a routine that fits more my lifestyle. So that way I can fit in more things I want to do. I like having a slower morning. I've noticed that helps me during my day being able to just have my coffee and enjoy it maybe read a few chapters of the book I'm reading and that gets in more personal time or more things that I like to do that are outside of my work that's also where this routine becomes really important as well because then I feel like you can give more to your career but also be fulfilled in the other areas of your life as well because you are respecting your time (laughs) oh my gosh see how that comes back to that respecting your time by building the routine that works for you whatever you want that's the best part of it now if you're not a morning person then obviously this isn't don't model emulate what I'm doing what I want to inspire you to do is look at what's important to you and how we can fit it in because you will be happier a body in motion stays in motion and once I heard this I was like Oh my gosh, it makes so much sense. It clicks because it really is true. And I've played around with the idea. I have gotten up and gotten moving and I keep myself moving. I keep myself busy, whether that's instead of taking a nap, you know, during the day, if it's on the weekend. Now, okay, let me, let me backtrack a little bit because I'm a fan of naps when they're necessary. They can be really helpful. A quick little 20 minute nap. But a body in motion stays in motion. So if you get up and you get after it, you get started into re- your routine, your productivity will increase. And that's the level, that's the tone you're setting for the rest of the day. And it will continue. Especially since it, like, 
getting something accomplished early in the morning, like making your bed, making the coffee, doing your skincare, showering, like simple daily activities. It gives you that little boost of confidence, that little serotonin to keep it going throughout the day. And so it's going to take some work. You got to be patient with yourself. It's a lot of trial and error. That's what I've found out. And that's how I found things that work for me and things that don't work for me is trial and error. You got to want it. You got to want to be consistent. You got to want your goals in order to implement a routine. But if you're struggling to be a little bit more well-rounded or reach other areas besides just work and sleep and eat like me, I hope this helps give you some ideas and new ways you can implement a routine and to your daily activities. So this actually ties in really nicely to the next topic, which is taking time to get to know yourself. This is a big one that I feel like they do throw a lot. They throw out a lot to us that are in our first quarter of life. It's taking time to get to know yourself. But I feel like they never really talk about like, okay, I get that it's important, but like, how did it affect you otherwise, you know? It will seriously help with confidence and career decisions. Speaking specifically to this like post-grad, new, into the real world time of your life. It will really help with your confidence and decisions in this time period because that is something, this question I've asked myself recently is what would make me happy? Like what do I want to do? What is something that I could see myself getting up doing Every single day, finding interest in it, new challenges, um, a creative outlet. Like, what's important to me? What's going to keep me going? No one else is going to have that answer for you, honey. (laughs) No one else is going to know but you. And that comes with just sitting down and getting to know yourself. Now, there isn't one way to do this. Sometimes I literally sit here in what seems like silence. But I'm thinking in my head. I'm thinking in my head, I'm researching online, I'm looking, like I said, at other people who are in positions that I want to be in one day, what are they done, what have they done? You know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel here, like, people have done these things before us, let's learn from them, let's learn from their trial and errors and take a little piece of advice from them. That's the beauty of life, is not doing it alone, we don't have to do it alone, um, so really take time to get to know yourself this also comes back to the hobbies what do you enjoy to do in your free time you know if you had to do something for every day the rest of your life to get paid for it like what would you be happy doing and journaling is a way I find this out just by getting my thoughts down on paper clearing all the negativity the anxieties whatever stressing me out and then just see where that takes me see like what's on my mind and and what do i find myself watching on tv for example what do i like consuming on social media when i do that like is it travel pages is it house remodeling is it fashion skincare sports whatever you find yourself gravitating towards okay it's sports what what other skill sets do i have oh i'm i'm great at working <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm great at working with people. I love media. I'm up to date with the trends. Oh, maybe a media job for a sports management company or a a sports team would be a good route for you. It's an example of just kind of like the thought processes that I use. So for myself, 
this is now going into the next topic, by the way, which is career struggles. So we're just going to let this flow. For myself, I've said this before in an episode or two ago, and I was like, I know I could really excel in a position in my career that married both my interests and my strong skill sets. And so that's what I'm on the hunt for. And I've been narrowing it down more and more because I spent the time getting to know myself and what I'm truly interested and passionate about and then also what I'm skilled at as well. And for me, this really lies in hospitality, travel, luxury items, goods, fashion, trends, skincare, those things. So there's a lot of options. That's a lot. There's some PR companies because I'm in PR and media and communications. There's some that are devoted to just fashion. There's some that are devoted to just travel and hospitality. There's some that do a mixture of those. And so right off the bat, when I'm researching these companies, oh my gosh, I get so excited. And that's what it reignites that fire inside me and the passion. And I could truly see myself doing these things for years and not getting sick of it because these are things I'm already researching on the day to day. And so as far as like my skill sets that play into it and what I'm looking for in job descriptions and myself as an example, just to help get you thinking, it's research skills, it's communication skills, it's media management, it's social media marketing, it's my writing and editing skills, it's my eye for design, you know, it's my relationship building, my networking, like all those things that would make me fit for the position. Also skills that can't be taught, such as your drive and your passion and your interests, those things necessarily, you know, can't be taught. But what can are the other skills using certain software. So don't let a job description deter you just because, oh, I don't know how to use this one specific software. It is a fact that the majority of women don't apply to a position if they don't feel they match 100% of the description. And we have to remember that that description is just an ideal, ideal situation, not realistic always. And guess what? People want to work with someone they like. They want to work with someone that they want to work with, you know? So they're hiring you as the person. You need to be interested in the company, align with their values and their mission, and are compatible with them communications-wise. Other skills, as far as their operations and how they run things and how they like things written, those are things that can be taught. And I think this is an important thing to remember, especially when dealing with any career struggles. Uh, If you're thinking about making career decisions, it can be hard not to get down on yourself when looking at these job descriptions and being like, oh my gosh, they are looking for so many things. Like, I feel like I only qualify for some of that. Like, one, you're probably underestimating yourself. I do this a lot. I'm very guilty of this. (laughs) So I'm sure others struggle with that too. But two, no one is going to be 100% fit. So be confident in your ability to learn. That is one thing I have always told myself and my employer is that one, these are my skills, X, Y, Z. These, I know I can learn. I am confident in my ability to learn and learn fast and I'm engaged, blah, 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 blah. You get where I'm going. They're going to hire 
you for who you are and the mindset and energy that you bring and then any other skills can be taught. So be teachable, be adaptable, be open-minded and be your best advocate. Personal branding is huge in this situation and I think it's also important to know what type of worker you are as well. Like I've said before, some people don't need to be so passionate about their job. It can just be a source of income for them. And that's absolutely okay. To those individuals, I applaud you. I just don't know what that feels like. That's not my case, so I can't speak to that. Um, I can only speak to the struggles that I have when it comes to juggling passion and work and income and finding the balance between the two because at the end of the day, got to pay bills. That's how it is. And that is the other mental struggle that comes with this is that they don't prepare you for after college. I feel like in college, it's so easy to pivot. It's easy to pivot when you're not feeling something, when it's not clicking or you're not passionate, didn't like it as much as you thought. You can pivot. You can switch careers. You can get a different internship next semester. Once you hit the real world, it's not as it's not that easy. Some may have the luxury, but I I don't, and I know a lot of people don't. You can't just quit your job without something else lined up. You need to be more responsible than that when you have things to pay for, responsibilities, and so on. So putting a lot of thought and intentionality into your career decisions becomes even more important as a result of that once you realize the the impact of taking a job. And once you're there, you can't just just quit and... I mean, it's also like your professional network that you're building here too. So unless it's an accentuating, accentuating circumstance, you shouldn't really be burning bridges either. Things always come back around. You don't know where that person will be in five to 10 years and what opportunities they have. And if they liked you because you're a great person to work with, who knows? Maybe you'll find yourself crossing paths again. So don't burn bridges either. But sorry, getting back to knowing what type of worker you are, like passionate versus income driven plays a large role in what you should be looking for and what motivates you. So obviously, I'm passionate. (laughs) Do your research, know your options, know yourself, and be able to advocate for yourself. I think this is something I am currently really, really working on, which is why I have a lot to say about it. I am very actively doing all these things. I have a lot of tips for LinkedIn and I can just share a few real quick. LinkedIn is so powerful, so powerful. And I don't think a lot of people utilize it to the best of their abilities. I used to be a recruiter, which is why I feel like I might have some more skill sets in in using that and networking that helped me with building my career in public relations now because of it. And one of them is just don't be afraid to reach out and connect. That's what the platform's for. Professional networking and building that that system to help your career. So you're doing your research, you're finding your top companies that align with your interests and your skill level and maybe salary, whatever else is important to you, compensation. Now you're finding them on LinkedIn and going to the job posts and applying is obviously a great start but also going to follow the page 
you're going to see if they release any articles, subscribe to a newsletter. Because a lot of times, like, building these connections isn't a one-and-done thing. You need to milk it, I guess. Like, hype up their their posts, any new releases that they have. Follow the newsletters. And also, you're going to go to the people that work there. Send connections to every single one of them. Maybe you're already connected with some. Maybe you have mutual connections that allow you to send a message because that's the next step. We are going to then message them. This can be templated too. Like make it easier for yourself. Like draft up a message from you that says, hi, so-and-so, thank you so much for connecting. I am super interested in XYZ position at your company. I have applied, but given this market and my eagerness to learn more, I would love it if you had a few minutes to connect or put me in the right direction for who I could learn a little bit more details about the role and share why I would be best fit as an example and that you can copy and paste and use for other situations and don't just stop there keep track of this and follow up people are also busy not everyone's checking their linkedin they forget about it or they maybe don't think you're serious or they don't have an answer sometimes i don't get actually a lot of times i don't get answers Sometimes I do get people who did reach out and ask their HR or they were in charge and they have an answer or I've gotten HR emails before to the person in charge of the rules. Like these things work. It's just one power in numbers, two consistency and three keeping tracks. So that way you can follow up because you got to follow up. Hey there, it's been some time. Just wanted to see if you had any updates on my application to blah, 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 blah. See where I'm going? And Please, in the, in the comments, like, let me know if you have any other specific questions regarding LinkedIn, networking, applying to jobs, because I am the LinkedIn queen. Self-proclaimed, but yes, I could help a lot with anything you're struggling regarding around career moves, career decisions, advocating for yourself, even resume work. I've helped a lot of people rebuild their resumes, redesign their resumes, and maybe reword things. So that's also a strong suit of mine. If it's not of yours, don't stress. There's definitely someone either on LinkedIn or that you know that is, or useful tools like ChatGBT, Ethically, and Canva has really great templates for Resumes that'll make you stand out a little bit design-wise, but aren't too much, really easy to use. So definitely recommend that. So one final tip to sort of tie all this together when talking about the struggles of our first quarter of our lives, 18 to 27, 30-ish years old, and dealing with those milestones and challenges and tying in, respecting our time, not forcing people to understand us, finding a routine that works for you and consistency in that, taking time to get to know yourself, going through the career struggles. I also want to mention relationship dynamics. The relationship with yourself is the single-handedly most important one that will lay the foundation for your other relationships. Now, relationships aren't always 50-50, but it's important that they do fill your cup, one of them, and do not drain you. If it's not serving you, let it go. You won't regret it. I promise even if it's hard, you will feel better. And it's 
it's just really important that you are happy on your own first. This will, speaking of the foundation, allow you to not be reliant or dependent on other relationships and in instead build healthy and lasting connections that come from a good, fulfilled place, not an unmet need. <laughs> Which could get way deeper than I am in this moment, but I want to stick to the track of really making that transition from college life to career, full-time adult life. It is tricky, it's hard, it's bumpy. There are many people your age that are way different levels doing so many different things so it can be overwhelming confusing stressful whatever it is i hope you found some motivation some inspiration or advice to help you get through any of your challenges or struggles that you may be going through it is so common so please 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 don't feel like you're alone we're all just trying to do our best we're all going through it. We're all figuring it out for the first time, okay? So be easy on yourself. Make sure to love yourself a little extra this week. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, leave a review, follow us on Instagram. You know the deal. All the information will be in the show notes, so you don't have to go too far to find it. And I can't tell you how much your continued support means to me, and I would love to hear some feedback from you guys and your thoughts on this episode. I'm so glad I got some more input um, into the topic. It's been really nice to increasingly get a little bit more engaged with you guys as we build our community. So with that, I will see you next week.